Hey, this is Monique Allison, and you are listening to Surviving Survival Mode podcast series. And this is going to be centered around the shifts that I'm actually making as I'm emerging out of survival mode. So I'm going to be talking about the habits that I'm changing, practices that I'm doing, and also talking to other women as they share their personal story and their version of survival mode. I really hope that it resonates on a level that will empower and encourage others to make necessary changes in their lives so that we are not just surviving our circumstances, but we're doing things that's going to position us to really thrive. So for episode number three, I had the chance to talk with Darcel, and she is the founder of the Mahogany Way blog. And I was introduced to her when I decided to homeschool about two years ago. And I really like how she's honest about the journey that she's on with her kids. We just got home at like 4.15. And I timed it perfectly, though. So it's, you know, I started my new part-time job. And then two of my kids had appointments with their allergists and then I had to stop at the store and I took them to the park. And so now we're home and I told them, I was like, I have a podcast I'm recording. So we got to get home and I'm going to cook dinner when I'm done here with you. And then we get to get up and start all over again tomorrow. You just heard Darcel talking about having a really full day. And even at that point of her day, she still had things to do. And hearing her say each thing that she did, it sounds exhausting, but I totally get it because I have those days and I'm sure other women can relate to having hectic days. I wanted to talk to her because I know what it requires for me to manage that space, get through the day. And I've shared that that's been survival mode for me. And I wanted to hear her version because that type of day is not just a day. So how are you surviving when that's how a week is going for you? So I wanted to really just understand her version of survival mode. How is she managing it? What is she doing to emerge out of it? And just hear more about her story. Well, my name is Darcel. I am 38 years old. For some reason, people always like to know how old I am. So (laughs) I am 38. (laughs) Probably 39 September of this year. Um, I am a single mother to three kids, Nakaya, Ava, and Samuel. They are 13, 10, and 7. Started out always homeschooled, all of them. And then my 10-year-old Ava wanted to try public school for fourth grade. So she went for half the year and then decided she wanted to come back home. So she's been back home this last year. Okay. So um, I have been homeschooling since. I want to say 2009 and the special needs, my oldest, Nakaya, the 13 year old, she is autistic, high functioning autism, dyslexia, mm-hmm. auditory processing disorder. And then we have asthma with the younger two, Ava and Samuel. And then Samuel also has life threatening food allergies on top of seasonal allergies. So that's a lot. It is a lot. Like sometimes I sit back and I think, what is going on <laughs> over here? <laughs> but I was telling somebody else, it's our normal. Yeah. So we're used to it. But yeah, it's like days like today, like I said earlier, it's, we've just been running. But yeah, I think we manage pretty, pretty well. 
I've um, had moments where I'm going, what, what am I doing? What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I always come back to this is what works for my yeah. family. And that's why we stick with it. So I was amazed when I really started paying attention mm-hmm. to what we did in a day and not just going through the motions of a day, but putting more of myself, making sure I was fully present, not just being with my kids, mm-hmm. but making sure that I was fully present. I was amazed by watching what they picked up naturally on their own. And that's when I really started to believe like, okay, this can really work. And I knew that it could work because I saw it in my own kids and they were younger. And so as they got older, for some reason, every school year when school gets ready to start back up, and it's not just unschoolers I hear this from, it's homeschoolers in general, the panic sets in, especially as our kids get older. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, where are where are they? Do they know enough? Am I doing the right thing? Yep. And then with us, the unschoolers, it's maybe I should try this curriculum. You know, I need to see what the public schools are doing or what the private school doing. And then your friends who do use curriculum, you know, you're talking to them. And for me, that has never ended well. It's ended with my kids in tears, me in tears, just disorder and everybody's frustrated and unhappy. And I thought, this is not why I wanted to homeschool. This is not what it's supposed to look like. Mm, But I've had moments like that. And for the past probably two or three years, it's been less because I know it's coming and I know what's triggering it. And then I'm able to step back and look at my kids, my family, see where they are and know that they are okay. Because even if they were in traditional school, there is no way they're going to learn and know everything that there is. It's, just, it's not possible. There's going to be gaps no matter what you do. And that's the whole point with unschooling. When you are interested in something, I mean, that's how we as adults learn. Mm-hmm. Because you and I wanted to know about unschooling, we dug in and researched it. We were interested in it. So we learned all we could and soaked it up. It's the same exact way with kids. And with kids, they are naturally curious. They want to learn. You can't stop them. So when you, you know, let go Mm -hmm. and join with them instead of trying to lord over them what you think they should know, everything opens up. And it's actually pretty amazing to be a part of and watch. Yeah. And it's, and I'm still like in the early stages. And the reason why Mm -hmm. I took my son out, cause he went, he was in uh, public school until fifth grade is because Mm -hmm. I noticed that he lost his natural curiosity for learning when he was younger, you know, he, you know, as he was growing up, he was always wanting to do things like I want to do it. Let me do it. I mean, he always would say that he just always wanted to, you know, and it's new for him. So he wanted to figure it out on his own. It was time to tie his shoelace. He didn't want me to keep doing it. At some point he was like, I want to do it. Let me do it. And that was literally Mm -hmm. his language for, for a while. And eventually it was, I don't want to do that. I don't want to read that. I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, you know, so it's, it, it kind of, it took the curiosity out of learning, became like a task Mm -hmm. for it became overwhelming. Yeah. And then specifically for him, because he had to manage other um, like healthcare needs. He had to manage things that the normal first grader, second grade weren't thinking about. 
He um, had a lot of special needs, so he was hospitalized a lot. He takes medication. Um, so he's dealing with pain, and you're over here talking about a project or memorizing these words, and you know. So it's, he's not interested in, 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 you know, doing these things. He's trying to manage himself mm-hmm. in the space that he's in. And in doing that, he may want something else to distract him and not schoolwork. He may want right. to you know, watch something or do something else that's more fun. And out of that, learning can happen as well. The sense of liberation that comes with allowing our kids to learn things that they're interested in is, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's worth it. I feel like it's definitely worth it. Definitely. How do you not lose yourself? Because I know I have. How do you not lose yourself in the midst of keeping up with all of their interests, keeping up with um, managing their um, health needs, and you? What? What? How are you staying connected? Mm-hmm. You are not getting lost. Well, I think part of it for me is. I have really just learned to enjoy the little things in life. And I know people say that, and it can sound so cliche, but I really, really do. If I get to enjoy a beautiful sunset, I am so happy. I can be in the worst mood, have had the longest week, and being able to go and sit at my sunset spot Mm -hmm. makes me so happy. Really, just (laughs) <laughs> the little thing because yeah. there's all this big stuff going on and yeah it's wonderful but then what do you do when all that when the big happy things are like the big happy stuff's over yeah and then there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but I feel like if I can't enjoy little moments throughout my day when yeah. the big stuff comes maybe I'm not gonna enjoy it and appreciate it as much mm. um my blog which I have not been able blog in the last two months and it is killing me I mean that is one of my sanity savers Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I've gone through this this period of I don't even need to blog anymore my voice doesn't matter I'm Mm -hmm. not good enough I'm not doing what so-and-so's doing nobody's paying attention anyway nobody's going to miss me if I'm gone why bother not having that outlet because it's a creative outlet for me. Yeah. And I don't have it right now. And so I'm feeling kind of lost. And this is one I'm going through one of those periods in my life where there's a lot of stuff I could say that I think people could relate to. Mm-hmm. And I can't share it with anybody because I haven't been able to write. I've been journaling a lot, but it's just not the same. And yeah. even when I put up a post, even it's not even so much about if somebody comments or not. Mm-hmm. I know people read it and it's like, if I can just help one person, yeah. so like we said, like they're not alone, I feel good. And even if nobody reads it, it's still mine and I have it out there. I was able to be creative mm-hmm. and I enjoy mm-hmm. that and not being able to do that is kind of killing me at the moment. It's definitely a way to stay connected to yourself, to still do something Mm -hmm. that you're Mm -hmm. passionate about. And that was the main reason why you created the blog was to to share and let other mothers know that you're not alone. What's making you feel like you're in survival mode? Like what particular things are making you feel like, okay, this is hard, I'm struggling or I feel stuck? Well, finances being tight, Mm -hmm. that right there will kill everything. And being alone 
And I don't mean that in the romantic sense that most people would think. I mean, in the sense that we were talking before, like, there's no one else here. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, when we first got on here and I was telling you about my day, mm-hmm. you know, where other people, and I'm not saying that other, that two-parent households don't have this problem, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is different for single parents. Yes, and especially right. if you don't have family or friends or whoever to help you mm-hmm. to share that load with, like nobody's living with you, you're not swapping childcare and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I spend a lot of my time driving. And mm-hmm. some of it is I like to go. I do enjoy being on the go. I love taking my kids places. Mm-hmm. The other part is appointments. And we got to get this stuff done. We got mm-hmm. to have their health taken care of. And finances, the constant appointments, they're, and they're not ending. That's the thing is mm-hmm. this stuff is not going to end from what I can see anytime soon. And then trying, like we were saying, trying not to lose myself. Like, who am I? What's going on with my life right now? It just gets to be a lot and can be very overwhelming. And I find it's really, it gets really hard when I take my eyes off of what I do have and I start looking around at what everybody else has what everybody else is doing, yeah. everybody else's highlight reel, because, you know, we're all on social media posting our best highlights mm-hmm. and looking at everybody else's highlights and then comparing ours. And mine just doesn't look as good as somebody else's. Somebody else is going to look at mine and think theirs isn't as good either. It's a second in time. That's it. And it's so easy to get lost. You have to take care of yourself first. And I used to feel really selfish about that Mm -hmm. and think like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mother. But what I have found is when I put myself first and I start taking better care of myself as I have been lately, Mm -hmm. I function and feel so much better. I'm happier. My kids are happier. Even stressful situations, they don't get to me as bad. Like I've gone back to my devotions in the morning and mm-hmm. journaling and getting mm-hmm. up earlier and sitting with my cup of coffee and just having that time. And I started exercising again. Those little things just mm-hmm. help me feel so much better. We've got to put ourselves first, whatever that looks like. It helps me. I feel more centered and I feel better about myself. I have more energy and the house feels it. It's dis- There's a different vibe here than it was three months ago, Yeah, six months ago. There were times where it was survival by any means necessary. Mm. And if that meant the only thing I did that day was get up and brush my teeth, I'm winning. Mm. Because that was literally all I could do. And fix my kids something to eat. They were alive. They took a bath. Like, we're good. You know, we've done something for the day. Um, Because I feel like most people, especially women... Mothers, when you're in that survival mode, you are so depressed and depleted because you are, you're empty and then you pile life circumstances on top of that. You can't see a pinhole of light at the end of the tunnel. You are completely hopeless. You know it's going to end at some point. You just don't know when, but you can't see it. And so you just give up and you give in. You're like, well, this, this is it. This is where we are. And that's where I was not too long ago. I, you know, I, I feel like we just go, it, it cycles and we'll, we go through it 
sometimes more often than we like. But we don't know what's going to happen six months down the road. So sometimes we can kind of see things are changing, and then other times we have no idea and we're just hit with it and we do the best we can. Do you feel like you had to be strategic with coming out of that space, or was there anything else that you did to kind of move forward? I let myself feel hopeful just a little bit. If we continue to be hopeful in the midst of these things happening. I mean, I can't say that I would have gotten out of that space sooner, but I know it would have helped. The mindset that you're in, the emotions that you feel, the things you tell yourself, the doubt, the the shame, the guilt, the negative self-talk. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would be overwhelmed. It will bury you. (laughs) You forget, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, the ordinary things. You forget how to look for those simple things to just be grateful for and to kind of help you say, okay, this wasn't the the best day, but tomorrow is a new day. Mm. If you could get a hold of, it's your perception about what's happening, you can kind of ease yourself out or just put you in a, just creates a, a different type of energy to help you get through the day in a different mindset. So do you feel like you're in a different space now? you're able to manage things, things are moving forward in a better way. Yes, I would definitely say at this point, I feel like I'm moving out of survival mode and into thriving, which feels absolutely amazing. Like once I figured out how to like manage my thoughts around things or about things, that helped a lot. Yes, and I feel like the survival periods don't last as long as they used to um and I I I am I'm in a much much better place I mean and it's crazy the way it's happened because things for me have taken off now I feel like I've been blessed with this part-time job doing something that I used to do right before that though I started getting all these different opportunities online It's just been brand after brand and company after company contacting me. And my mind has been blown. We're better off financially than I've ever been. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it's really secure. And when I feel secure, I'm happy. Yes. (laughs) We're not rich. Um, It's still, I still have to watch what I spend, where I spend Mm -hmm. it and all that. Mm -hmm. But I was able to get my kids season passes to amusement park this year. That feels so good to me. You know, where somebody else is like, oh, we do that all the time. Okay, well, good for you. But <laughs> I'm over here really loving and enjoying it because yes. I couldn't do it before and I can yes. now. And I feel like I have a clear direction for my life and a mm-hmm. purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was walking back and forth, probably because I was always looking at somebody else. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know what triggers me and I can catch myself when I start to feel that way mm-hmm. and I'm able to rein it back in and be like, but that's not you. This right here is you and it's okay. Your voice matters and you do you and it just feels, I do, I just feel amazing right now. Definitely having good mental health, mm-hmm. um, you know, physical health. I mean, we really are our thoughts. Being in a better headspace, just it's like it lights a fire under you. And then you get into that mode of, okay, what can I control? Mm-hmm. And you start working on that. And then it's just, you move on to the next thing. And 
you just keep on going as best you can. Yeah. So this is the other thing, your new year blog post. I love the title Mm -hmm. because it was called Bloom. At the end of the day, (laughs) we want to get into this space of, we do want to thrive. You you know, we don't want to suffer. We don't want to be just in survival mode. We want to thrive and that's going to look different for everyone. Would you consider that like you feel like mm-hmm. you're somewhat thriving now? Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I um and I, you know, three, four months ago, mm-hmm. I was looking at that blog post. I had to sit down and make a list of what I wanted to do this year, things I that I wanted in the past and had accomplished. And I basically made like a little goal, like a, what do they call them, vision boards or whatever. But I just sat down and started listing things that I did want to do and things that I had accomplished. I told myself, it's a bump in the road. The way you're feeling right now, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. And you may not accomplish everything you set out to do this year. And that's the thing is I, when I wrote that post, I, I listed some specifics, but nothing like, you know, it was just like, you know, I want to get out with my friends more and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Nothing mm-hmm. too deep and personal. I just didn't feel like sharing mm-hmm. all of that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I wrote it down again. I thought, I told myself, it's going to be okay mm-hmm. because you know better now and life does not go according to plan. So some of these things that you wanted to accomplish this year may not get done and that's okay. That means you're a failure. So I've made a list of three things I definitely wanted to get done. I think I definitely wanted to happen. I wanted to get a job and be in a better financial space. And then I said, I was like, I am going to move my blog. If it takes me all summer, I'm going to get it done though. It will get done. (laughs) And then the third was better self care. And so there, those are three things right there. One's already done. And then the other two are in progress. Yeah. And so I feel like with those three things done, anything else I want, it's going to fall into place. And like I said, if it doesn't happen this year, I'm not a failure. I'm still in the process of blooming. Baby steps are all you can take to do it. Challenge yourself, mm-hmm. you know, work on yourself. Be and do the best that you can. Yeah, and being okay with that. And then it's, you know, it's not perfection, it's progress. Looking back, like in retrospect, what do you think what you would want to do differently? I need to be in a place where I feel where I can afford it and where I feel supported. So that's why I wanted to come back here. And I did, I, we had a homeschool co-op in Virginia Beach and I loved it. I'm still in contact with some of those people. We had a group of moms. We would get together like every other month. But then there were moments where I I wanted to, and I did isolate myself because I just felt so, again, hopeless and unworthy. And I didn't want anybody to see me because I couldn't put on a good face and I didn't feel like putting on a good face. Mm -hmm. And so then I feel like there are times where community is super important and we need to build our network. But then there are other times where we need to be alone because our friends can't always help us. And what if they can't pick up the phone? What if they can't meet us? Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much people can do. Sometimes being alone and dealing with the problem head on without anybody else's thoughts or opinions 
is where the most growth will take place. I, I say, yes, I appreciate my support network. But again, it's also good to be able to sit and be alone and figure out how you're going to work it out, how you really feel mm-hmm. and deal with it. Yeah. Agreed. It's like having that balance of self-reliance because I learned a, a long time ago. I remember um, I was working at a nine to five job and mm-hmm. uh, like it was the end of my marriage and it was just emotionally draining mm-hmm. and something happened. And I, I think I went to a friend to try to like vent and she wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And the next person I wanted to go to, I couldn't, I couldn't vent to anyone. And I was like, I mm-hmm. gotta figure out how to do this myself because people are not going to always be available to help you get through a moment or a thing at that moment. Right. But I also mm-hmm. get, um, I had moments recently where I'm glad that I was able to push past the isolation space and even if it's just observing or being in company of other people and not necessarily yeah. like fully engaging, but even being there and observing, like you said, when you can do it on your own, it just helps you understand yourself more. And you feel better about yourself. You realize like, I, I can do this. I can, I can get through it. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Like give yourself some grace because you're one person doing the job of two and doing the best that you can. I mean, you can only, there's only so many hours in a day. Like I said, you're only one person. Take it one day at a time. Find a way to put yourself first, even if it's something very small. You have to do that because if you're empty, you cannot pour into your children. And your children need you to be that rock for them. So if you want to be able to be that rock, then you have to keep yourself full. I do want you to, to share how the listeners can connect with you. My blog is themahoganyway.com. I am on Twitter and Instagram as mahoganywaymama. Pinterest too. Pinterest is the Mahogany Way. And then I've got my Facebook page, which is the Mahogany Way. I hope they like what they see and read. Thank you so much for listening to Surviving Survival Mode podcast series. 